0: I got Alonzo, who is five. I have um, Karis, who is three. I have my my junior, which is three. I have a my daughter, who just turned three as of yesterday. Um, I have another son named Tyler. That's so he turns three in December. We got another uh, daughter that was born October 16th, named London. Another daughter that was born named Leilani, who's uh, two years old, and uh, I have uh, my newborn with my wife. Her name is Jersey. Hello, everybody. That is the classic clip of Antonio Cromartie naming all forty-seven of his children. I—it's one thing to have like nineteen kids, like Philip Rivers has like nineteen kids. But how do you have nineteen three-year-olds? I don't even get like the ma- like the math behind the science behind that shit. It just makes no sense to me. It's every away game are you just like impregnating someone? He should start naming each kid by like what team like what away city. Like oh that's my other three year old, that's little Jaguar. That's he about to turn four, that's the Titan. We call him Titan. There's Cowboy. Oh, Cowboy. Just newborn Cowboy. It's just amazing to me. But yeah, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks was back last night. I won't be the giving out the spoilers, but for those who watched it, let's bless them. Bless Come on now, bless them. It was pretty good. And I definitely encourage everyone to watch it. And just so you know, last year on the HBO Go app, they made you wait till like the next day. But nowadays, HBO stepped it up, and right when the live show starts, I think it is able to be watched on the app. So today, we are going to talk about two things. I'm going to give you the PGA preview. It starts tomorrow, so if you're planning on getting anything in, whether it's DraftKings um, or some prop bets, you'll need to do it before tomorrow. It probably starts around like 7 a.m., so probably tonight is when you're going to want to do that. And I'll go full degenerate and talk about what to look for when you're betting preseason games. All right. So first of all, I wasn't—I haven't always been so into golf. These past start kind of starting last year and definitely huge this year. Um, I've gotten into golf. One of the best reasons for golf um, and why golf's great is obviously it's—it's it's kind of during the off season of football and basketball, but it's always on during work, which I know people love to be able to check something when you're bored at your work computer. Obviously, all the tournaments start early Thursday morning, so you get Thursday and Friday of something to refresh when you're sucking, you know, just life sitting at that at that office. You can get that PGA tab open and, and get pissed at your players missing cuts. So that's fun. And it's also good because you get kind of like two different... Like everyone loves you know when it comes to your bet comes down to the final seconds or need something right away so it usually a lot of times will come down to both on friday just to make the cut and then on sunday obviously when the tournament ends uh there's a lot of different types of ways to play golf uh, one completely um away from betting is they have really good contests on like DraftKings and fandle and stuff um there's different, you know, ways to play. You can play like cash games, um, or you can play in the big tournaments. Um, you kind of have different strategies for each. For ga- like cash t- type games, you want golfers like Matt Kuchar, and like Paul Casey, who are always up there. But then, I mean, they probably won't win, but they're probably gonna make the cut. But when, you know, you're playing big tournaments, you want riskier guys. You know, like freaking Siwoo Kim, who. Will go plus 19 one week, then win the TPC by, you know, seven strokes the next week. So it's all just kind of what style of game you're playing. Um, I'm gonna talk about win props. There's a few different win props I like this week, and a lot of them just have to do with the odds. Like obviously I love Dustin Johnson this week, but he's I've seen him as low as six to one to win a golf tournament. I don't Tiger in his prime. I don't know if I would bet 6 to 1 to win a golf tournament. I would actually that was a lie. But I mean, he's like usually like 10 to 1 at shit tournaments. And now you have one of the best fields all year and you give him at 6 to 1. I mean, he should be the favorite. There's a chance he wins, but I'm never going to take someone to win a golf tournament at 6 to 1. Same with a, a lot of guys like JT. He was like 20 25 to 1 last week and this week he's He's 10 some places, 12 some places. You're not going to take someone like that. So I'm going to give uh, some of my favorite ones for this week and what I'll be playing and some reasons why. All right, first, uh, I mentioned him before. I'm going to take Bubba Watson at 50-1. to 1. Um, Bubba's one of those guys, kind of like I mentioned, how he'll just eat. He'll He's either eating completely top of the leaderboard or he's sucking. But when you take a to-win prop, it doesn't really matter you know you don't want someone to get you know 20th, 25th. You want someone who can win. He's won 3 times already this year, and I just don't think anyone who has the ability to win 3 times on tour should be 50 to 1 at a major. So, Bubba Watson 50 to 1. Some of these odds may be a little different now. I put these in a couple days ago. So, maybe you're, you'll see 45 or 55. They they usually won't move too too outrageous though. Um Next, I've got Henrik Stenson at forty-five to one. Um, Henrik Stenson's just, you know, he's kind of underrated, just because if his, you know, if he was American, he would be much more popular. He's always a beast. He's always up there, plays well, and I just think forty-five to one's way too big of a number. All right. um, next, Ricky Fowler, I like at twenty to one. Um, Ricky Fowler's never won a major. I think he's going. He's too good of a golfer to never win a major, and I think there's a lot. A lot of guys win their first at this at the PGA Championship, just because I feel like there's less pressure. Almost, it's probably as a major looked at as the shittiest major, and I feel like there isn't the same amount of pressure as they'll get on like the Masters or U.S. Open. I mean, if he's in contention on Sunday to win his first major, obviously the pressure is going to be there. But at the end of the day, he's just he's too good to never win one. So I like him a lot at twenty to one. Um, also at twenty to one, Brooks Kepka. He's just a savage. He's like Robert Ory. He just when shit matters, he is there. He is present at majors. He a knoll, by the way. Um, go Knolls, Brooks Kepka. But he just he hits the shit out of the ball. He's kind of like a poor man's DJ. He's just gonna hit the shit out of the ball. So his when he drives it on par fours, his approach is gonna be one ten. When everyone else's approach is gonna be one sixty, he's just jacked. He's a swag daddy. He just you know he he just is a savage. And he's already won two U.S. Opens. He's in good form. There's a good chance he wins again this week. So I like him at twenty to one. And next also at twenty to one. We have Jason Day. I just put Jason Day at the same level of those Rory, JT, Spieth. Before you know, he got the Space Jam treatment and lost his ability to putt. Um, but I just think of him in the same level as those other golfers, and he shouldn't be that far down compared to them. So I like the Aussie Jason Day as well at twenty to one. And then a little sprinkle, just just a little sprinkle on the next two. I also threw a little bit on Paul Casey at 50 to one and Kuchar at 60 to one. Um, I read some nerd golf article about how Casey's hits the ball high as shit um, compared to other guys, and that will help a lot on this course. Um, when it comes to golf, a lot of the guys I listen to a lot of the like golf pick'em podcasts and stuff to get my lineups ready and to get my bets ready. Um, Some of these guys are way kind of nerdier and shit than I am when it comes to, like, oh, you know, his right-to-left ball flight is going to make a great, you know, on the sixth hole. But I like to go more off, like, narratives and and recent form. And sometimes the course is is very important if it's, like, a bomber's course or if if it's more, you know, short. If it's a shorter course or longer course. From what I've read, this is a... Of a longer course, but it's not outrageous. So I do like the guys who hit it um, a little bit further, which is why I like Bubba and um, Ricky, Kafka. Um, Kucher is just one of those guys. Uh, Kucher and Casey, are, they're always up there. So, you know, maybe they'll get hot. Kuchar, um something else I saw on this course is that the greens are massive. So people who can uh, are really good at avoiding three putts, Are money and Kuchar is one of the best putters. Kuchar and Day are like the two best putters on tour, so that is why I like them. So again, that was Stenson at forty-five to one, Bubba at fifty to one, Fowler, Kepka, and Day at twenty to one, as well as a little bit um, on Casey and Kuchar at fifty and sixty to one. Um, let's see here. All right, now we're gonna get on to the NFL preseason. So NFL preseason I mean it can definitely piss you off just because you know when you're realize you're about to lose a bet. It's not like like when you lose a bet in the regular season, at least you can say these, you know, it's their best players. They're trying I just lost. And this shit, it's like, why am I betting preseason? There is literally a ninth string quarterback who sucked in college in the game right now, and he is taking the same because the money's the same in a preseason game as is is in the NFL. It's not different money. Um, so it can piss you off, but I do think it's pretty there is a big edge to it just because the bookmakers don't put as much work as they do in the regular season on on making these lines. Um, there's big, there's limits on them. So like the experts and professionals who put like, you know, $10,000, 5000 on one game, they have way bigger limits on this because the books know that there's, there's edges to be found. So they're not going to let them, you know, take all their money, um, betting some stupid shit like preseason. So, um, but what helps for us who people who don't bet anywhere near that, we're obviously way under the limits so, you know, the games can count the same for us. Um, one th- key thing to remember in preseason, or just... Uh, so in football, there's something called the key numbers. It's very obvious. It's like 3, 7, 10, kind of 14, kind of 8, kind of 6. Where these number You want to be on the right side of these numbers. So, like, if you take a favorite, you'd weigh that... The difference between three and three and a half is massive because of a field goal. Or the difference between seven and seven and a half or seven and six and a half is massive because people win by touchdowns. It's just how the shit works. So the key numbers in these preseason games matter way less because no one wants to tie. No one ties in the preseason. They'll go for two to avoid overtime or they'll you know not kick a field goal to avoid overtime. Which takes the threes and sevens out of, you know, are just way less important. So these little numbers that you see, like plus one or plus two, are way more important in the preseason than they are usually. So if you're going to take a team, I know a lot of people, like, if you're going to take a team plus two, you're like, shit, I'm just getting two points, I'll try to make a little bit more money and take the money line. Definitely don't do that in preseason. Because those two points can be massive, like they were in the first game, in the Ravens, whoever the hell they played, was it? the Bears. Ravens Bears game. Um, another thing is Twitter. Like, I mean, no one really wants you don't want to put in the work, but Twitter is huge when it comes to preseason because you can find so much information from like local beat writers and stuff, and who's actually going to play, how long people are going to play. You know, maybe someone's been looking like shit in practice, so they want to get them extra reps. So there'll be more time for a starter in a game. Um, usually it goes... Um, just maybe a drive in the first game. Usually not much at all in the first game. Um, maybe a quarter in the second game for the starters, this is. Uh, third. The third game is the most realistic. The third preseason game, usually the whole first half the starters will play. And then the fourth preseason game is the dumbest shit in the world. Literally no one plays... It's do I would not I mean there's probably an edge to be found in that but out of all the preseason games that fourth preseason game is dumb as hell it should just be eliminated but they're gonna play it because oh you know Hitler Goodell needs his money um so make sure to look at who's playing for how long that's definitely important um something I look a lot is just who's gonna be playing quarterback. This is one reason I like the Dolphins a lot against the Bucks in this first preseason game. Because since Jameis is an idiot, hes I actually need to look at that to see if he is pl- going to play in any preseason. But since he's suspended for the first three games, I was assuming he's not going to play in the preseason. So since Ryan Fitzpatrick, their backup, is going to have to start the first three games, they're going to look at him like he's their normal starting quarterback, which means he won't play for shit which means the whole game is going to be like third and fourth string guys. They might not even want to play their third string much since he's going to be their backup during the season. So you're looking at, you know, third, fourth, maybe even fifth string quarterback the whole game for the Bucks. when the Dolphins will just have their normal, like backup, play some, and then get to the third string later. Um, so that's definitely, I like to fade the Bucks this whole preseason. Um, so that's definitely one I want to do. Something else I like is going after teams that have like quarterback controversy because they're trying to win their starting job. You know, when you s- – Drew Brees or some shit out there, he knows he's starting. He doesn't – I mean, he cares. Obviously, he doesn't want to play like an idiot. But these other guys, like teams like the Jets or teams like the Bills, the Bills have A.J. McCarron, um, Josh Allen, and Nathan Peterman, all people who, you know, could potentially start all playing quarterbacks, and they're fighting for that job. So teams that have quarterback battles, I like to play them in the preseason. And also something I read online is that certain coaches have, like certain coaches take winning in the preseason more seriously than others. Uh, I read that Harbaugh from the Ravens uh, always wins his preseason games. He did that in week one. Also Pete Carroll. Likes to win his preseason games, so maybe some research on you know who's done well in the preseason in the past, who takes it more seriously, is something that is necessary. All right, that is actually going to be it for today. It was a a little shorter pod than the other ones so far. Um, Tomorrow before the three uh, Thursday, there's a full slate of Thursday night games. I think. Pretty much all, but maybe three games are tomorrow night. So I'll be I'll post um, hopefully tomorrow morning um, picks on who I like Thursday's games and give a kind of a whole preseason uh, picture on that Thursday, Friday, Saturday who I like, who I think's uh, going to be good, and I'm going to talk some more. Um, I know most of the people listening are from Florida and focused on Florida teams. So I'm going to do season previews on, on Florida teams. I'll talk about the Jags, um, probably leave out the yucks and the dolphins, but probably Jags, Florida, Florida state, central Florida, and Miami, even though I fucking hate Miami and central Florida. And Florida, goddamn it. Uh, but yeah, I'll talk about them and I'll try to be as unbiased as possible. Um, and yet, that is going to be coming up tomorrow. So, you guys have a great rest of the day and peace. Bless them. Got a pound gas. Put in the Grand Rapids. We Cops shooting nigga tragic. I don't wanna live in lavish. Like I'm playing for the Mavericks I don't want it for the big